The following program has been paid for by the Apostolic Faith Church. From the heart of the Pacific, in Honolulu, Hawaii. Apostolic Faith Church presents the Kingdom of God Crusade. Join us now for another hour of worship with Pastor Han, the church choir, and the band. We hope and pray that you'll find this next hour a blessing. Good morning, everyone. I am Trustee and Associate Pastor Edwin Sprout, Sr., and I would like to thank you for joining us today. We welcome you to the Kingdom of God Crusade Telecast being brought to you every Sunday morning, not only here in Hawaii from 8 to 9 a.m., but also in parts of California. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station XTTV Channel 13 in San Diego. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KPSE Channel 13 in Palm Springs. From 7 to 8 a.m. on station KBTV Channel 8 and Comcast Channel 238 in Sacramento, including Chico and Fresno. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBVU-TV Channel 28 in Eureka. From 7 to 8 a.m. on station KVME Channel 20 in Los Angeles and San Bernardino. From 8 to 9 a.m. on station KOTR-TV Channel 11 in Monterey. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KECY Channel 9 in El Centro, California and Yuma, Arizona. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KLSR Channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon. From 5 to 6 a.m. on station, KZJO Channel 22 in Seattle, Washington. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station, KUCW Channel 30 of Ogden and Salt Lake City, Utah, and parts of Nevada and Wyoming. And from 11 to 12 midnight on station, KGBY TV Channel 20 in Grand Junction, Colorado, as well as from 7 to 8 a.m. on Time Warner Cable Channel 503 in New York City. If you would like more information on our church and view our Kingdom of God Crusade telecast in its entirety, be sure to visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. The Apostolic Faith Church, located at 1043 Middle Street, is the headquarters of the gospel of the Kingdom of God for the whole world, with the sign on the roof of the temple, Jesus Coming Soon, a landmark in Kali for over 90 years, and our prayer tower, the first of its kind in Hawaii, dedicated exclusively for prayer. The church was founded by the late Charles and A. B. Lockbaum on August the 4th, 1923, and passed on to our late chief pastor, William M. Hahn, Sr., in 1959, who continued the gospel to its fullness. We hope and pray that this telecast will draw you closer to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and be a real blessing to you, our television audience, saints, wherever you are, and the shut-ins, that is, those of you in the hospital and convalescent homes. And should you need prayer or someone to pray over you, please don't hesitate to call the phone number designated at the conclusion of the telecast. 
Let us begin the musical portion of the program with the Apostolic Faith Church Choir, directed by Emilio Hahn. They are gathered together to sing for you the melody entitled, Show a Little Bit of Love and Kindness, accompanied by Edith Matsuki on the piano and Iris Locke on the organ. We invite you to sing along with the choir as the words appear on your television screen. Thank you, choir. The church band under the leadership of head pastor Billy Hunt Jr. will play that majestic number entitled Triumphal Overture. <laughs> Thank you. 
Faithful is our soloist for this morning, Pohaku Corder. Pohaku will sing to the Lord and to you the glorious melody, We Shall See the King. Pohaku will be accompanied by Iris Locke on the piano, myself, and associate Pastor Marvin Abing on the bass. a blessed time that's coming, coming soon. It may be evening, morning, night, or noon. The wedding of the bride, united with the groom, we shall see the king when he comes. We shall see the king, we shall see the king, we shall say well done or go Church Choir will sing their second melody for today entitled, Let Me Touch the World. As true born-again believers, we share our love through prayer, supplication, and living our life as our Heavenly Father wants. When we sing to the Lord, we testify our love for Him. Thus, we touch the soul of the unbeliever in the hopes that they will turn their lives over to our Savior. Let's 
Allow me to pre present to you on my guitar my rendition of the number entitled In the Garden.
The vocal group known as the B.A. Degrees, directed by Pohaku Quarter, will sing for you the song entitled, I Will Praise Him. I would like to dedicate today's melody to Miss Puanani Howell. Puanani, may the good Lord richly bless you in the weeks to come. May he go before you and cover you with his precious blood and loving arms. Have a blessed week.
Hi, and praise the Lord, everyone. I'm Associate Pastor Jose Jan Duck, and I would like to repeat our television time, station, and locations in the county as for our viewing audience, especially if any of you plan to visit or reside in California, that these telecasts cannot be viewed every Sunday morning from 6 to 7 in one station, XDTV, Channel 13 in San Diego. From 6 to 7 in one station, KPSC, Channel 13 in Palm Springs. From 7 to 8 in one station, KBTV, Channel 8, and Comcast Channel 238 in Sacramento, including Chico and Fresno. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBVU TV, Channel 28 in Eureka. From 7 to 8 a.m. on station KVME, Channel 20 in Los Angeles, San Bernardino. From 8 to 9 a.m. on station KOTR TV, Channel 11 in Monterey. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KACY, Channel 9 in Central California and New Arizona. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KLSR, Channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon. From 5 to 6 a.m. on station KZGO, Channel 22 in Seattle, Washington. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KUCW, Channel 30 of Ogden, Salt Lake City, Utah, and possibly Nevada and Wyoming. From 11 to 12 midnight on station KGBY TV, Channel 20 in Grand Junction, Colorado. And from 7 to 8 a.m. on time, Channel Cable, Channel 503 in New York City. If you'd like to know more about our God's work and view our kingdom of God's crusade telecast in its entirety, please visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. And now concerning the gospel service here at Homestead, Hawaii, service is held at Temple every Tuesday and Friday at 7 p.m. On Sunday, gospel service starts at 10 a.m. and the evening services at 7 p.m. Sunday school for all ages begins at 9 a.m. and prayer service is held daily in the prayer tower at 2 p.m. except on Fridays at 10 a.m. At our Kamiki Branch Church located at 1361 Colorado Avenue, gospel service is held on Sundays and Wednesdays at 7 p.m. The same schedule is observed by neighborhood branch churches as service is also connected by Reginald V. Katsunaya Senior at Kai, by Pastor Kenneth Alvin in Lahaina, Maui, by Pastor Walter Aitino in Hilo, Hawaii, by Pastor Larry Kiruana Senior Senior in Kolo, Kauai, by Helen Asai Brunga Pitwan Pitwan Philippines, by Vesta Ferrer in Pastor Rose Kutabalta Minau, Philippines. You're welcome to our 20 services regardless of church affiliations. You have no collections. Have you desire to volunteer, contribute to support this telecast and the Lord's work? You may do so by signing your donations address designated concluding the catalyst. And I'd like to return our program back to Associate Pastor Trustee Edwin Ford Sr., who will bring forth a spirit-directed and spirit-defined sermon. Edwin? Thank you, Jose. Good morning and welcome, dear television viewers, to another presentation of the Kingdom of God Crusade telecast. Please join us in the reading of today's sermon entitled, The Church of Jesus Christ, God's Church. It has been an age-long struggle and constant battle to advance the gospel of the kingdom of God through the power of God's Holy Spirit due to the forces and enemies working against the church of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ therefore gave mankind this promise via the apostle Peter in Matthew 16, 18. It says, And I say also unto you that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell should not prevail against it. Jesus Christ is God's rock, upon which his church is built. That will stand until Jesus Christ returns in clouds of glory. In Acts 5, 1 through 11, God's word it gives us the example of Ananias and Sapphira, who were influenced by Satan to lie unto the Holy Ghost concerning the sale price of their property, and they both suffered the consequence of death. And thereby great fear fell upon all the people, and the multitudes believed on the Lord Jesus Christ. 
The apostles themselves were arrested by the religious leaders, beaten and commanded not to preach using the name of Jesus Christ, but they instead went out rejoicing, being counted worthy to suffer shame for his name, and continued to preach the gospel in the name of Jesus Christ. Amidst all of the persecution, God's church grew stronger, and the enemy attempted to attack the church from within, using a campaign of criticism and fault. Today, we too are exposed to the same forces of evil, but through the name and blood of Jesus Christ, we can withstand the fiery dots of the wicked. We also continue to preach the gospel of the kingdom of God in the name of Jesus Christ to see souls saved and conduct regular gospel services. God's word, the Bible denotes this in Proverbs 6, 17 through 19. These six things the Lord hates, yea, seven are an abomination unto him. A proud look, a lying tongue, and hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that deviseth wicked imaginations, feet that be swift in running to mischief, a false witness that speaketh lies, and he that soweth discord among brethren. God's true born-again believers must love the Lord Jesus Christ and each other instead of causing dissension one with the other, which breaks the bond of unity among the saints of God in the church. Acts 6, 1 discloses this example. And in those days when the number of the apostles was multiplied, there arose a murmuring of the Grecians against the Hebrews because their widows were neglected in the daily ministration. The church had grown quite large, so these two groups of Jews and Greeks within distribution among the congregation had become a major problem. The Grecians felt their Grecian widows were not getting fair treatment, and therefore they began to complain. And in Acts 6, 2 through 7, we find this resolution. Then the twelve called the multitude of the disciples unto them and said, It is not reason that we should leave the word of God and serve tables. Wherefore, brethren, look ye out among you seven men of honest report, full of the Holy Ghost and wisdom, whom we may appoint over this business. But we will give ourselves continually in prayer and to the ministry of the word. And the saying pleased the whole multitude. And they chose Stephen, a man full of faith and of the Holy Ghost, and Philip, and Prochorus, and Nicanor, Timon, and Parmenius, and Nicholas, a proselyte of Antioch, whom they set before the apostles, and when they had prayed, they laid their hands on them. And the word of God increased, and the number of the disciples multiplied in Jerusalem greatly, and a great company of the priests were obedient to the faith. There were two courses of action that could be taken, which were either to become preachers of the gospel or servers and welfare workers. Their petition was committed to the Lord Jesus Christ in prayer, and the best resolution to benefit the church was made. These God-given Christian attributes resided within those who were chosen. One, 
They were to be proven men and deacons elected who were fit for the office, having proven their worthiness and faithfulness in all things. Two, they were to be consecrated men full of faith and God's Holy Spirit. Three, they were to be sound in Scripture and doctrine, as addressed in 1 Timothy 3, 8 through 12, that reads, Likewise, must the deacons be grave, not double-tongued, not given to much wine, not greedy of filthy lucre, holding the mystery of the faith in a pure conscience. And let these also first be proved. Then let them use the office of a deacon being found blameless. Even so must their wives be grave, not slanderers, sober, faithful in all things. Let the deacons be the husbands of one wife, ruling their children and their own houses well. For they were to be men full of wisdom and understanding, and it was not necessary for them to be college or seminary school graduates. They needed to have good common sense, being anointed by God's Holy Spirit and true born-again believers set apart for service unto the Lord Jesus Christ. Acts 1 exhorts, but ye shall receive power. After that the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. And five, they were to be men with loyalty to the Lord Jesus Christ, being steadfast in their convictions to the body of Christ and faithfully serving the church of God in their daily lives. Loyalty in Christ Jesus pertains to being loyal to our pastors and our associate pastors in the church as addressed in Hebrews 13, 17 that says, Obey them that have the rule over you and submit yourselves for they watch for your souls as they that must give account that they may do it with joy and not with grief for that is unprofitable for you. Every church today must strictly comply with these God-given biblical codes and qualifications and when that is done, the church will have the best deacons who are daily led and guided by God's Holy Spirit. Hence, the word deacon is derived from the term which relates to being a servant. The Lord Jesus Christ commissioned his apostles and disciples to go out and preach the gospel of the kingdom of God to every creature. And our mission today is to do likewise by dedicating our time and attention to preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God to men, women, and children everywhere. In 2 Corinthians 5.17, Paul instructs, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. The gospel of the kingdom of God is designed by the Lord Jesus Christ to make men, women, and children new creatures in Christ Jesus. Being born again brings about God's spiritual transformation of the old man into the new man who then becomes a partaker of the divine nature in Christ Jesus. 
we then become new creatures who have accepted Jesus Christ as our personal Savior, Master, and Lord. Nicodemus, a learned Jewish teacher, witnessed the wonderful miracles performed by Jesus Christ and came under the cover of darkness to speak with him. In John 3, 1 through 4, there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. The same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God, for no man can do these miracles that thou doest except God be with him. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus saith unto him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus responded to Nicodemus and all mankind in John 3, 5 that reads, Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Peter, filled with God's Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost, with the 120 in the upper room in Jerusalem, preached this God-given sermon and gave the greatest altar call in Acts 2.38 that reads, Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Peter, through God's word, commands every man, woman, and child to repent and to be baptized by immersion in water in the name of Jesus Christ and to be filled with God's Holy Spirit, speaking in God's unknown tongue as the only Bible evidence. When our sins are remitted, they are removed from us as far as the east is from the west and remembered no more. And when we receive the promised gift of God's Holy Spirit, it is our passport to heaven. The term repentance means to have godly sorrow for our sins, knowing that every man, woman, and child born into this world is born under the curse of sin inherited from Adam and Eve who sinned in the Garden of Eden when they disobeyed God's commandment. Therefore, God sent His only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, to be crucified on the cross of Calvary to pay the death penalty for the sins of all mankind. Romans 3.23 recites, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And in Acts 4.12, God's word confirms a saving power and authority vested in the name of Jesus Christ. It reads, neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. This verse clearly confirms that outside the name of Jesus no one can be saved. So let's, let us take note and accept Jesus Christ today as our personal Savior, Master, and Lord because tomorrow may be too late and today is our day of salvation. Like the apostles, 
We must put the redemptive side of the gospel of the kingdom of God above the social side because our mission and calling in Christ Jesus is to preach the gospel of the kingdom of God for the salvation of souls. Yet, certain religious leaders of that time viewed the old-time religion as being out of date by using the name and blood of Jesus Christ for the salvation of the soul and also talking about heaven and hell because they felt these topics were outmoded and controversial. However, dear television viewers, the Lord Jesus Christ continues to remind us through the power of his Holy Spirit to preach the same gospel that Jesus Christ himself preached and to highlight his crucifixion and redemption for the sins of all mankind, bringing every man, woman, and child into a right relationship with Jesus Christ as our Savior, Master, and Lord. God's old-time religion is very applicable, especially in these present times, because Hebrews 13.8 declares, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday and today and forever. Jesus Christ never changes. And if it was good enough for Paul and Silas, it is good enough for us today as well. When Moses was overworked, his father-in-law said in Exodus 18, 18, Thou wilt surely wear away, both thou and this people that is with thee, for this thing is too heavy for thee. Thou art not able to perform it thyself alone. Jethro advised Moses to select some able men to help in Exodus 18:22. It reads, And let them judge the people of all seasons. And it shall be that every matter they shall bring unto thee, but every small matter they shall judge. So shall it be easier for thyself, and they shall bear the burden with thee. Moses took his father-in-law's advice, and the plan worked out well. And today, God's word, the Bible, is still the best manual from which to seek spiritual advice. In Acts 6, 6 through 7, it further concludes, Whom they set before the apostles. And when they had prayed, they laid their hands on them, and the word of God increased, and the number of the disciples multiplied in Jerusalem greatly, and a great company of the priests were obedient to the faith. The laying on of hands with prayer signified the ordination of these men for special service in the gospel work. Stephen, one of the seven chosen, became a great preacher and is listed as one of the greatest figures in the early church because he was the first Christian martyr. When he began preaching, he preached with great faith in the power of God's Holy Spirit and the gospel prospered. Stephen preached that the old things had been nailed to the cross when Jesus Christ was crucified for all mankind. Stephen also preached about Jesus Christ being a greater person than Moses, a greater sacrifice than all the bullocks, sheep, and goats offered on the Jewish altars, and a greater day than the Sabbath. 
he highlighted the superiority of Jesus Christ in comparison to those things in the dispensation of the Old Testament. And this naturally angered the enemies of the gospel. Stephen was then brought to trial in Acts 6, 12 through 15 that reads, And they stirred up the people and the elders and the scribes and came upon him and caught him and brought him to the council and set up false witnesses which said, This man ceaseth not to speak blasphemous words against this holy place and the law. For we have heard him say that this Jesus of Nazareth shall destroy this place and shall change the customs which Moses delivered us. And all that sat in the council looked steadfastly on him, saw his face, and it had been the face of an angel. The Holy Spirit, Jesus Christ himself, residing within Stephen's heart, was clearly evident to all those present before him. Yes, dear television viewers, we too, being filled with God's Holy Spirit, have the glory of the Lord shining upon our face, depicting that Jesus Christ, the author and finisher of our faith, lives within our hearts. In John 1:29, John the Baptist proclaimed, The next day John seeth Jesus coming unto him and said, Behold the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. And in Mark 16, 15 through 18, Jesus Christ commissioned his apostles, saying, And he said unto them, Go ye into all the world, and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow them that believe in my name, shall they cast out devils, they shall speak with new tongues, they shall take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. Matthew 16, 13 to 17 adds this exhortation. And when Jesus came into the coast of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Whom do men say I am? And they said, Some say that thou art John the Baptist, some Elias, and others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. He saith unto them, But whom say ye that I am? And Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. Jesus Christ responded to Peter in Matthew 16, 18, that reads, And I say also unto thee that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. The name Peter is taken from the Greek term petros, meaning a piece of rock or a stone. The term rock in this verse is translated from another Greek term petra, meaning a mass of rock or an essential rock. Our Lord Jesus Christ declared that God's church would be built upon himself, the solid rock, thus proclaiming his deity as Peter had just confessed. The use of the term rock was clearly understood by the Jews to whom the Lord Jesus Christ was speaking, also reminding us of Moses who smote the rock twice. Instead of speaking to the rock as he was commanded to do so by God in the wilderness, 
and the rock which he smote symbolizes the Lord Jesus Christ, the Son of God. And as a consequence, Moses was permitted to only view the promised land, but not to enter therein. Jesus Christ also declared to Peter in Matthew 16, 19, And I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatsoever thou shalt loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. The first key was used on the day of Pentecost when the gospel was preached to the Jews in Jerusalem. And the second key was used seven years later when the gospel was preached to the Gentiles in the house of Cornelius, a Roman centurion. Peter exclaimed in Acts 10, 34 and 35, Then Peter opened his mouth and said, Of a truth I perceive that God is no respecter of persons, but in every nation he that feareth him and worketh righteousness is accepted with him. God's word adds this in Ephesians 2, 19 and 20 through 22. Now ye, therefore ye are no more strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of God, and are built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone, in whom all the building fitly framed together groweth unto a holy temple in the Lord, in whom ye are also builded together for an habitation of God through the Spirit. 1 Corinthians 12, 12 through 14 concludes today's sermon. For as the body is one and hath many members, and all the members of that one body, being many are one body, so also is Christ. For by one Spirit are we all baptized into one body, whether we be Jews or Gentiles, whether we be bond or free, and have been all made to drink into one Spirit. For the body is not one member, but many. We then, as true born-again believers, await the promised return of Jesus Christ in clouds of glory to call up his bride, the God's church, saying, come up hither, come up hither, come up hither. If you'd like to know more about God's word, the church, and view these Kingdom of God crusade telecasts in their entirety, please visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. Until our next telecast, this is your host, trustee and associate pastor Edwin H. Sproth Sr., expressing my sincerest appreciation to each of you who have allowed us to come into your homes. May the good Lord bless and keep you all in the hollow of his hands. To close another wonderful program of the Kingdom of God Crusade telecast, we call upon our multi-talented church band to pay for you this inspirational rendition of Jesus Paid It All.
The preceding program was paid for by the Apostolic Faith Church.